Today on the show, we look at PEDs in baseball and how real men don't do roids. That is followed up by an interview with our fearless leader, Brian Denstead from Real Men Eat Plants. And then Sarah's News gives us all that we need to know about the menu at your local Ikea. Yeah, but first, let me tell you about Next Wave. Next Wave Services is a website design company that provides high-quality website design and maintenance work for businesses at a flat rate. Next Wave was born from the idea that everybody needs access to seamless, reliable, and professional website design and maintenance service on a consistent basis. Next Wave believes that their excellent track record of repeat business is proof of their commitment to delivering first-class service all of the time. Get a free website consultation when you check them out online at nextwaveservices.com. Founded way back in 1998, which is when Britney Spears first hit it big, I think. Yeah, that's a long time ago. It's Next Wave Services. It's time now for the Real Men Eat Plants podcast, your daily deep dive into sports, pop culture, beer, and food, all with a plant-based spin. I'm Dee, and along with news anchor Sarah Carlson, producer Eric Rogers, and the rest, here's a man who always has a plant-based plan before leaving the house, Rich Reynolds. Hello, hello, and welcome on into the Real Men Eat Plants podcast. We are at it once again. We have yet to be canceled. That is always a good thing, along with the lovely and talented Sarah Carlson. By the way, I'm going to post a picture of you lately or uh, later today making a face. You make the best faces that we have on the show and i really should put together what is that called like when you put together a bunch of pictures a collage i think it's called we need a collage of sarah's faces the eyebrow thing the thing when sarah's disgusted the thing when sarah's like checking her nose out in the you know in the camera and all of that kind of stuff when she gets a close-up as well yeah there you go there's a shot at sarah's nostrils if you're watching on youtube so sarah carlson is with us you can find her at News Sarah is where to get her. And then the always neatly appointed and attired Eric Rogers. There is his at Eric Rogers brand that you can go ahead and find him on social media. And he, he of the $60 haircut. I have the hat uh, to the back. We got, we got this. We got the $60 haircut coming up this week, by the way. But Rich, I so I don't know if you can see this. This, So this, Rich can and I can, uh, I guess, talk to this. So I got, like, the dress shirt, like, upper, like, body part. Yes. And then I'm just, like, shorts on the bottom. You have jean hat. shorts on? But, no, they're, like, just really, like, blue shorts. Okay. But all they're right. not dress pants at all, obviously. And I'm just like, eh, I'll just do the thing good enough for the... Good enough for the show. Top half. I, I'm there with you, Eric. I'm wearing the shorts. I walked pajamas in this morning, oh. and I'm wearing a blouse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so Sarah, you, you've done the yeah. TV thing. I've done the TV thing. Eric's done yeah. the TV thing. We've all done the TV thing. Now, when we were at 57, we didn't have to stand up, and it was really easy when you're sitting down. Like, I would have on a, a shirt, sometimes a tie, a sport coat on, and then I would have shorts and flip-flops on. Um, I think sports guys got a lot, got away with that more. I never did it. You never did that. I always had I always had a segment or a part of a show that I was standing. Well, it's because they want to see the woman's full body. Like I think that's yeah, right. Is that it too? I'm guessing. I I just never felt comfortable doing it. Okay, but there were people that that did it. Sports, yeah. 
That's yeah. that, that the first guy I worked with in sports used to do the same thing. And he wore flip-flops in winter. Yeah. It's well because well here's the thing. When, when you Who get cares? in the studio, there's a lot of lights on you. I don't think people understand how many lights are actually on you at any given time in a studio. And it can get hot. And if you're hot, you start perspiring and then your face starts glowing and it looks awful on TV. I mean, you, you constantly have to blot yourself out. Like I would use actual like paper towels to blot myself out if I was getting too hot in the studio. And so I wouldn't get any shine, but see, you probably had an advantage. You probably did the makeup thing, right? So you, would you have a bunch yeah. of makeup on? Yeah. But I also never felt like I needed to blot. You never I guess had to blot? I, just, I just got lucky in terms of where I sat. Well, you're you're much oh, prettier so than the rest of us. I I always had to to blot. I had to wear shorts. I had to do whatever the hell I could. I would have to wash myself out a little bit with the light so I didn't look as old and nasty as I do right now um, when I'm doing this uh, here podcast. So yeah, lighting is huge. And Eric, I think were you the one that coined the term for me at um, 57? The lighting diva. The lighting I don't know diva. If I was the 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 <laughs> person who coined the term, but I, I made sure to point it out. I think He's even a diva? worse. Even worse than that, though, I think is, I don't know, have you done this, Rich, like the sideline reporting thing and like, especially in radio. So you'll be down on the field getting a coach's interview or whatever. And so you run back up to the press box to go get back on the air and then they go, all right, now we're going to hear from Rich or we're going to hear from Eric, you know, from what the coach said. I'm like, can you give me like a second? And you're a second to catch my breath. Well, I just got yeah. done running up some stairs. So I used to have to do that with, with the Madison Mallards. So basically there's 90 seconds between innings, but a game could take like over three hours. I'm an old man. Now, when you're sitting there in the heat, you got to drink water. When you drink water, what else do you got to do? You got to pee. So I would have to run all the way down from the press box, down past the uh, that club that they would have in between, then down another flight of stairs to get to the bathroom, try to pee. By the way, there was always a line and then hightail it all the way back up to the press box within 90 seconds. I used my way. Yeah, I, used... <laughs> I looked like a raving lunatic. It's okay. You'll be wearing diapers soon enough. I guess so. Yeah. And usually, oh. I, you know, that, that was actually a consideration to do that because, you know, while you're sitting there and you just got to go, there's, it was really hard to make it all the way down there, come all the way back. And then by the time you are back and you got to introduce the hitter, you're like, <sighs> because you're seriously running up like four flights of stairs and down them to, you know, go ahead or you need a and relieve yourself. So, yeah, but you can't do that in the press box. There's like 20 people in there, like like all like packed in it. Yeah, I, I, I opted. I wanted a closet and one of those things that you pee in on a boat. Have you ever been on a pontoon where they got like a, a little oh, pot to yeah. piss in? Yeah. <laughs> So it, it's mostly for the girls and men would just mostly just pee off the side into the lake or, yeah, you go swimming and then you pee in the lake as well. Yeah, that's the other way to do it. Um, so, okay, let's let's get off of that just a little bit. We could talk a little baseball, though, because something popped up, if you want to call it that. And I'm not sure how familiar Sarah Carlson is with PEDs. So PEDs are performance-enhancing drugs. Yes. They were rampant 
in the 90s and early 2000s in baseball. The Sammy Sosa's, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire's of the world. Ryan Braun at one time famously popped on a urine test as well, denied it, got a guy fired over it, and then had to apologize, and the guy had to get his job back after Ryan Braun had denied it for like a year, but it turned out, yeah, he was he was dirty as, as the rest of them were. But he tried to remain innocent. I have remained yeah. innocent. I never lied. <laughs> Fernando Tatis, by the way, Jr. Fernando Tatis Jr. Fernando Tatis Sr. is the guy. Oh, his who, father said some stuff too. Yeah, who once hit, by the way, two grand slams in one inning of baseball. One inning. The same half inning, he hit two grand slams. I don't think we'll ever see that happen again. But Fernando Tatis Sr. Anyways, has a very good son, Fernando Tantis Jr., who I believe has a $340 million contract. And in baseball, what's that? (laughs) Don't they all? No, they don't all. I mean, if they're, so the, the way baseball works is they're the guys that make tons of money, and then the guys that are making the league minimum. And league minimum, I think, is somewhere around six hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. So don't feel sorry for them; they're doing just fine, right? But you know, Fernando Tatis, I think, has fourteen a, year, three three hundred thirty million, three hundred and thirty. Okay, I said three forty, so three hundred and thirty million. That money is guaranteed money, whether Fernando Tatis murders babies or if he plays all years of the contract all right it's guaranteed uh they say it will he will not be paid during this 80 game suspension suspensions are another thing so during a suspension you don't get any pay and he popped four peds which he said now his dad said it started (laughs) with a haircut is that right eric how the how the hell does this story go because you might know more than i do Okay, so I'm trying to like figure this out because I'm assuming he pays more than sixty dollars for a haircut, but maybe, maybe not. <laughs> like, maybe you're on the road. I don't know. Some some sketchy person. I I don't know what what they're doing that it re- would require like a fungal spray or whatever the heck or ringworm. Whatever right. excuses they came up with. Like, by the way, okay, so oh, he yeah. said he was taking medicine for ringworm. Now, don't right. you get ringworm from like eating dirt? Isn't it like how the hell do you get ringworm? And who who um, he makes three hundred and thirty million dollars over the course of fourteen years? What is he eating that could possibly? I'm explain something though. I didn't know anything about this, nor did I know who he was. But it says that the mother had previously posted pictures of. The side of his neck on her Instagram page. Yeah. Of so what, whatever he was supposedly treating. So that uh, the person who doesn't follow these things goes, well, that's weird and disgusting. But uh, I don't know. What if you have to spray something that uh, it's all gross and weird, yeah. but. Is it, it a bunch it's of disgusting, BS but or... how do you get ringworm? When dogs have ringworm, isn't that when they, like, scoot on the carpet where they, like, pull themselves by their front paws while they're sitting and they rub their ass on no, the carpet? Doesn't not... that mean ringworm? What no, is that? that? A different, ha- no, a different that can thing. happen to dogs because their butts just itch. And it's really? not always ringworm. Well, no, they, I yeah. think they ringworm, there's, wipe. like, a version of – so do you remember you remember R.J. Rich? Yes. From yes, I do. R.J. Brockman? So, yes, R.J. Brockman. So I – when I was doing martial arts and I was doing like um, uh, some jujitsu, I don't know how this came about, but I started getting this weird like marking on the inside of my elbow. You got ringworm? I think, yeah, I had something and I showed RJ. He's like, yep, that's ringworm. And then I took like some like 
topical cream or whatever, then it was gone in like a See? week. See, there you okay. go. So now, did that topical cream have steroids in it? I didn't feel like it did. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Didn't well, this do is how they're in the gym. This is how they're claiming that he took the PEDs, and I'm sure I didn't get it, the good stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. You look kind of shredded. I, I think you're doing just fine. But you know, it's it, it's kind of funny. This is what he has done. Now, here here's what's amazing to me: when you're making as much money as Fernando Tatis, and I, I'm not going to do like the the quick math, but what does that come out to? Is it thirty million a year? Thirty something? It's got to be thirty something million a year. Anyways, he's making a whole boatload of money. When you're making that much money, $30 million a year, don't you think you would check with someone for anything that you put in your body? If you were to get a prescription, any medication, something that you would eat as a, you know, or drink as a pre-workout or post-workout or something like that, wouldn't you check just to make sure that it doesn't we have would. PEDs? We you- would. But there are, I think, plenty of players out there who are so out of the, their minds wealthy and all they care about is celebrity and wealth and who cares what other people think. I mean, you Either see crazy people all the time. or complete. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, Antonio Brown, like how can you be such a good receiver and then be that much of a nut job? You know, right. well, just making stupid decisions. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are, are nut jobs. And, <sighs> um, I just don't understand this, this whole thing with Fernando Tatis anyways, 80 game suspension. And I've had a lot of people over the, the, the course of a lot of years of doing sports talk radio that have argued that the PED guys, the Barry Bonds of the world should be in the hall of fame. My argument against that is exactly what's happening in baseball this year. So Aaron judge, who, by the way, is having an amazing year at the New York Yankees. He is flirting with beating 61. 61 home runs in this season was set in 1961 by Roger Maris, who famously passed up Mickey Mantle. They put an asterisk in the book because it was a 162-game season rather than a 154-game season. So there's actually a movie and I think it was Billy Crystal that directed it, and it's called 61 Asterisk, and I think you can find it on HBO Max. It's a fantastic movie. It details the whole thing. But anyways, the steroid guys passed that up. Sosa and McGuire both passed it up. Then Barry Bonds hit, is it 71 is the new mark in a year? And then Barry Bonds ended up hitting more home runs than Hank Aaron. What The reason why those guys are not in the Hall of Fame and shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame is because of what Aaron Judge is doing right now. Aaron Judge is on a historic pace, and nobody seems to give a rat's ass about it because of what the steroid guys have done. The steroid guys have ruined it. They have absolutely crushed this. This would be big news. This would be breaking into ESPN's coverage of anything every time Aaron Judge had an at-bat, just like they did with Sosa and McGuire back in, in the 90s. Now, nobody cares. Nobody probably even knows about it. Sarah doesn't even know who Aaron Judge is when, you know, it should be the biggest deal that's going on in sports right now. And it's because of guys like Barry Bonds and Sosa McGuire that absolutely ruined this whole thing. This would be such a fun baseball season and a fun chase to watch if it wasn't for the PED guys. So I can tell you, I have no idea who a lot of those people are. I recognize a lot of names from the nineties. I only have time for the sports that my kids are in. 
and to stay awake while I drive around back and forth like a maniac. <laughs> speaking, well, hold on. Speaking of, speaking of your kids, what's going on with your daughter's birthday today? We touched on this a little bit yesterday. Uh, well, How's your day going? Do we have everything ready, Sarah? We have everything ready, but there's nothing to get ready. I swear, though, I, I feel like I did when my kids were like 8 and 10 and on a summer day when there were three camps and I didn't know I was alone and there weren't like enough people or I, I can't see straight. I'm driving around a lot. I've got to go get my boy, uh, his retainer, uh, his braces are off. We have to go get photos. So it's all of a sudden school photo day. My daughter took off to do that this morning and then I have to do photos and then I have to take her from camp to school school for practice and then I have to come back and then I have to take my son to practice separately. Same place, but because it's far enough away in hours. Um, so then, I'm lost already just trying to... <laughs> I know. It's got to be crazy to be It hasn't been this way in a really long time and yeah, it's been a little bit nuts, but the birthday will be fun. I think we're going to have a mother-daughter birthday dinner. She saw grandma and grandpa last night. She hung with her dad and that side of the family and her brother last night. I think we're going to do a little mother-daughter and maybe I can take a breath. Wow. The irony though, a I nap? have to tell you, is that she was talking about wanting to go to a steakhouse. <laughs> Nice. Wonderful. Oh, which I thought I would announce on this show. You just tell yeah, us thanks. they're closed. Really? Let's, well, let's do it. Neither of us really eat steak, though, so maybe she'll get fish and I'll get pasta. That's that's what I do. So. There you go. You know, I, it's kind of funny. Oh. You, you went through all of that stuff that you're thinking about at any given point in time in a day. And I'm, it's probably like that almost every day for a mom. And I can't remember what show it was. I think it might have been the man show back in the 90s. They used to do this bit. It was like, now let's spend a minute in the mind of a woman and there would just be like a that thousand thoughts that are going <laughs> yeah like, like they're, they're thinking about everything and then like a minute in the mind of a man it's like huh maybe i'll have a beer maybe i'll get something to eat <laughs> you know maybe maybe i'll go play a video game or something like there's nothing going on i mean we're just pretty yeah. damn chill and relaxed all the time and you girls are going a mile a minute and i don't know how the because hell you do we it can. we can juggle it all that's crazy yeah, I don't give, know. Got to give us props. Yeah, moms. I do. I, I I couldn't do it. I I wouldn't want to do it. I think that I would be uh, crazy within a, a day or two because you guys are just doing too much all the time. So relax, Sarah. Just tonight, relax at the it's party. Not, right? It's not an everyday kind of thing. No? Again, it feels well, like it did ten home. years ago. But today, I've been a mom seventeen years, so I'm also feeling feeling kind of old. Man. Yeah. Yeah, women don't sleep once they become moms, too. Do you have that problem? I don't because I take medication for epilepsy that knocks me out. Oh, I think okay. I would, I would, I would lie awake in bed all night if that weren't the case. Yeah, yeah, because most moms do. I mean, it's it's yeah. nuts. I mean, I can't even roll over in bed without my wife wondering what the hell am I doing? Why are you awake? Why are you rolling over? What's going on? I'm like, it's two in the morning. Why aren't you sleeping? Just sleep, woman. Uh, anyways, uh, we have a, a very special guest coming up right now, Brian Denstead. He is the creator of Real Men Eat Plants and Real Women. Women eat plants and everything that goes along with it and uh, our podcast and all that. And he's a pretty interesting guy. We're going to talk about everything that he is up to that is coming up next.
All right, I've got something that I think is pretty cool to tell you about right now, and that is our partnership with Paul's Party. That's right. The Real Men Eat Plants podcast has teamed up with Paul's Party, a charity that funds FUN, and that's F-U-N, all capitalized, for kids with physical disabilities. Now, here's how it works. Just go to our website, realmeneatplants.com, and click on the link for our Paul's Party fundraiser. All through the month of August, we are splitting funds 50-50, with this awesome charity. Your contribution of six bucks will help pay for the costs of our very fine podcast, as well as raise some serious coin for Paul's party. Now, Paul was a great kid who passed away at the age of 15, but his mom wanted to remember him by having a party on the anniversary of his death to help raise money for local charities. Well, they ended up bringing in over $15,000, and with that, a new 501c3 was born. Paul's Party does some amazing events like Paul Palooza, which is Sunday, August the 28th at the beautiful Wisconsin Brewing Company in Verona, Wisconsin. Yeah, there's going to be bands there all day long, great food, and some delicious Wisconsin Brewing Company beer. You got to like that. Now, I would like to present them a big, fat, oversized check with a generous donation courtesy of our podcast subscribers on that day. Again, just go to our podcast page on realmeneatplants.com or click on the link or go even to patreon.com and type realmeneatplants into the search and give today. Thank you so much for your support and a special thanks to Kathy, Paul's mom, for making all of this possible. All right, it is guest time now on the podcast, and I can't think of a better guest to bring in than the founder and owner of Real Men Eat Plants and realmeneatplants.com, one Brian Denstead, who is joining us here on the podcast today. What's going on, Brian? Hey, Rich, it's a pleasure to, to be here finally and uh, be part of this. I'm so yeah, excited absolutely. About this. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, I, I pat myself on the back here, too, a little bit as well. I think we are off um, to a really good start, and it's been a lot of fun. And this is something of an idea that we kind of came together on over the course of months and talking and, and going back and forth. Yeah. If you could, before we talk about the advent of Real Men Eat Plants, how about the, the whole podcast idea? Was this even on your radar, say, maybe a, a year ago or something like that? Was it something that you even entertained? It, it definitely was. I always, I love the podcast. I'm a big consumer of tons of different podcasts. So I've always wanted to do one for real many plants. I just thought, you know, with my business background, it'd be more businessy or more, maybe a little bit more controversial, a little, you know, meat eater versus plant, plant-based uh, kind of, you know, debate kind of series. But, you know, you and I connected and I just loved your vision for it. And you and the team have, have really put together an amazing podcast. So thank you. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to figure out how to get some of those meat eaters on and debate them. The problem is, is that they don't have a leg to stand on, Brian. And so, you know, <laughs> there's no there's no real debate there. You know, I got, you know, uh, double blind peer reviewed scientific studies. That's they got, right. well, I like the taste of bacon and I like butter. And it's like, OK, you, you, okay, we're, we're arguing about two different things here. So right, they really don't right. have a leg to stand on at all. So, okay, you weren't born a, a, a plant-based man. I wasn't born a plant-based man. I've talked about my plant-based journey on the podcast. Let's talk about yours. How did you get to be plant-based? Because it, it seems different for everybody. There's different reasons for it. What was yep. it for you? Uh, honestly, you know, like 12 years ago, I was like a big movie fanatic and I would go to all these openings and stuff. And so, 
the documentary Forks Over Knives debuted at my local theater. I went on opening night and saw Forks Over Knives. And uh, it just blew me away, like all this, the facts and the, the environmental impact and the health impacts and, and you know, everything else. And so, um, you know, Rip and his crew sort of issue you that challenge. Like you've been eating meat your entire life, you know, and whatever. I was in my 30s at that point in time, had been eating meat my whole life. And he's just like, just do it. Go vegan or vegetarian for 30 days and see how, see how it impacts. I am a big believer in 30 day challenges. And so, um, you know, rips going up that, that fireman's pole saying real men eat plants. And I walked out of the movie theater and went vegan cold Turkey for 30 days and boom, it's, it's honestly been all downhill from then. So, you know, definitely, have experimented over the past 12 years, but, but really vegan. Then I did vegetarian for 30 days and just wanted to see where I plateaued. And I just saw the health impacts hitting me. I lost tons of cholesterol points, lost a bunch of weight, got back into triathlons. Um, it was just game changer for my life on so many levels. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's why we, we built this, this website and trying to help change the world. Yeah, we definitely want to get into the athletic side of things. Let's go to that 30-day challenge thing. I actually got someone to buy in, our very own Sean Thompson, who's a contributor. That's going to drop on Episode 11 a little bit later today. He has awesome. bought in. He is taking the challenge. He's He has gained a bunch of weight over the last few years. His, he knows he's going for a physical today. He knows the numbers are going to be bad. He's not yeah. feeling good. He goes, you know what, Rich? He goes, I, I've admired what you've been doing. I, I like that you've been able to stick to it for years now. And he goes, I think it's something that I can do. And so I got one already. So we're That's great. That's <laughs> we're, great. We're happy about that. But but 30 days is kind of a of a real number, isn't it? I think I've read um and I, I I've seen studies on it. If you could do something every day for 30 days, you it can become a habit, can it? You kind of rewire yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean we get we get a handful of men signing up for that challenge every single month and it, it's just great to see. Not everybody's gonna succeed with it you're gonna fall and stumble and stuff but like i'm trying to we are trying to create with real many plants just just this support structure around some recipes and some guidance and some tips and the tricks like i know i started it way back when i walked out of that movie theater and i ate iceberg lettuce for 30 days oh my goodness you know it's just like (laughs) it was just terrible it was just terrible so i'm trying to make people realize that you know you can get the beans you can get that that big fulfilling uh feeling uh from eating a a plant-based meal um and and still feel just as satisfied after that even more full honestly um if you if you do the right thing so so that's what it is we're just trying to help rally the troops and and build that support structure to guide people through that journey so that it does stick it does create that habit and shows you in in the course of 30 days you will see a change in your life i promise you that and then if you can just keep it going through that six seven month period where you'll find out where you plateau where your cholesterol comes down and your body weight comes down to the right stabilization point and at that point you have created a habit now you're still gonna miss the bacon or the ice cream or something like that now and then And so whatever it is, you know, if you need to have that cheat day or you need to just, you know, figure out whatever it is for that. But I promise you after a year or two, 
you won't even miss that. So um, it's really it's really that that simple in my mind. So yeah, you get it was to amazing. Those first thirty days. Yeah, it, it was amazing to me how those cravings went away because I had had meat and dairy with basically every meal I think yeah. my entire life, and I went cold turkey too. And after day one, I mean, I had no like, oh, I got to eat cheese or I got to eat a right. burger. I was mm-hmm. like, dang, this is feeling pretty good right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's funny because people do think that all you do is eat lettuce and salads and grass, yeah. and you'll you'll hear all of those comments. This morning, I kid you not, I went on shaneandsimple.com and we had Shane Martin on as a guest. I made up some biscuits whole wheat biscuits that were out of this world along with his breakfast sausages and like this tofu egg patty thing that you can make up i made breakfast yeah. sandwiches out of it it took about an hour but i got breakfast sandwiches for a week for the whole family out of the, this Absolutely. whole thing and they were delicious and there's just mm-hmm. there's no grass and, and not only that shane's recipes there's no oil it's whole food plant-based the stuff is amazing um and so just just an incredible way to start the day and that's one thing I've, i found out about doing this and going plant-based I've opened myself up to foods that I never knew existed rather than eating the same three or four meats with dairy all the time and drenched Mm -hmm. in cheese sauce. I've opened myself up to a world of food and isn't it exciting? I I think you really find out a lot about yourself and about food by doing it. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, there's like hundreds of kinds of lettuce and beans. I, whenever I run across a new kind of bean, I just buy a pound or two of it because I'm going to experiment with that one. They all bring some different flavors and textures to the table. Um, gosh, jackfruit and all the different vegetables that are out there. It's just, it's just amazing. And then you find like, you find your classic recipes and you figure out how to redo them the healthy way. You know, like Mm -hmm. I am a big fan of French toast. And when I make you that coconut uh, flake French toast, like you'll swear there's eggs in it. And it's not. It's coconut milk and bananas. And it's just like my my mom is still blown away that, that you can make French toast taste as good as it does with no eggs, no butter, all that kind of stuff. It's just mind blowing. So encourage yeah. everybody to give it a try. Absolutely. The 30-day challenge, you can find it on realmeneplants.com. And, um, you know, you, you talk about like some making your favorites that way. My grandmother taught me how to cook, and she is super Italian. And every Sunday, it was, we, we had gravy, but gravy is like spaghetti sauce to, to people that, that don't know. But if you watch The Sopranos, they explain why it's called gravy. And so yeah. I would I would roll meatballs with her every Sunday. Well, it's taken me two years to get her recipe down, plant-based, where it's it tastes mm-hmm. exactly like her meatballs. It took me that long, but my family now swears that they're the exact same thing. And so That's two years, awesome. got it right. It was worth the work. Um, but yeah, anything that you have in your life now that isn't plant-based, you can make it plant-based and you can get it to taste really good. And you won't have that awful feeling. One thing I used to have, and I don't know if this went away for you, every day after lunch, I would get like really sleepy and tired and have kind of a, a food mm-hmm. hangover and all of that. That went away, which was amazing yeah. to me yeah. that I didn't have that anymore. I just thought it was an after lunch thing or a blood sugar. I, I don't know what the hell I thought it was, but I'm not weighed down anymore by that. And it's amazing how much more stuff you can do when you don't have that weighed down feeling in the afternoon. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so and, and weighing you down would be a bad thing because you're an athlete. So, so talk <laughs> about... 
Talk about the stuff you do. Now, you laugh about it because I've had people tell me, hell, if you get on an elliptical machine 20 minutes a day, you're an athlete. So um, you go beyond that. Talk about your athletic endeavors, if you would, because uh, it's pretty inspiring stuff. So, well, thank you. Thank you. I, I guess I don't think of myself that way still, but, but I do get out there a little bit more than your average person, I guess. But yeah, I'm just triathletes, uh, triathlon. So, um, oh yeah, my, that's my, not athletic at all, Brian, my, you know, my, uh, <laughs> swimming, running, biking, well, long not, distances. You don't have to yeah. be athletic for that. Come on. <laughs> so my, my bucket list is to do the full Ironman. So I'm putting it out there. Uh, you know, I'm looking for more real many plants, um, to, to help inspire us all to get out there and do some Ironmans. But, but yeah, I've done a half Ironman a few years back and I've got a couple of triathlons scheduled throughout the rest of this year. But yesterday, yesterday morning, got up and did, you know, 15 mile bike ride and, and a three mile wow. run just in preparation. So, um, so yeah, I love to get out there and do that kind of stuff. And, and honestly, I think, you know, just finding those little plant-based tips and tricks on how to fuel, whether it's some figs or some dates or something like that, just those little things that you carry with you to just give you that little hit of energy after you've been running already for an hour um, and stuff like that to, to refuel is those little those little tips and tricks. So I've got a full and- triathlon, real many plants uh, kit and would love to sell more of those to some other triathletes out there. <laughs> So. Beautiful. Yeah, they're, they're few and far between, though. I actually know one, and, you know, I, I, I think it's an actual growing sport. That's a rough sport to do, though. I mean, especially the Ironman, when you're talking about the distances there. So I know it's, yeah. it's two miles in the water. you got to run a full marathon. How long on the bike? It's like 100 and something miles on a bike, too? Yeah, 112 miles Unbelievable. on the bike. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll probably be about 14, 15, 16 hours of exercise straight. So um, it's it's not for the faint of heart, but... You know, they say you mandatorily get a tattoo at the end of that, right? Like, yeah, (laughs) is that that right? (laughs) We'll we'll see. We'll see. So, So, you know, I. I, I got to say, I really enjoy your attitude about it, too. You know, you talk about, oh, maybe a cheat day here or or something like that. Just, you know, mm-hmm. challenging people to do more because you brought up figs. And if you go on to vegan sites, there's like a battle amongst vegans whether or not figs are vegan because really? it, it takes like a wasp or a bee or I forget what it is to crawl inside the flower. So it's basically like oh, a dried true. up flower. And then, then, then the fig collapses on it. I don't know if it like consumes it or something like that the flower does to create the fig and so mm-hmm. there's there's a battle amongst vegans of whether or not that it, it's plant-based my thought is it's kind of like a bee pollinating something or, or other yeah. too you yeah. know that's still plant-based and it's not like the the bee is a beast of burden and it's not like you're eating the bee actually you're actually eating a plant i mean it's all plant at that point so just because it yeah. used the bee for some nutrients hell there, there's all kinds of nutrients that plants get from dead animals that become plants so i think it's okay to eat a fig but, but that is i mean That's, it's a raging it's debate this, it's this life cycle that we all go through you know we're going to all go back yeah. to the earth and we're all going to come back and a plant's going to get eaten by an animal etc but but you know it's it's funny as a guy who spends a lot of time riding my bike I can tell you, I eat a few insects every single year. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> you do. That, from being on that bike ride, absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, you're, you know, everything in moderation. I'd say, you know, go for it, but don't expect to be a hundred percent. But ninety nine percent, if that's you, go for it. So yeah, yeah. 
we have talked about the, the, the podcast. We have talked about the 30-day challenge. We've talked about you. Let's talk about the website, too, because uh, not only real men eat plants, real women eat plants now, too. I mean, this is a, a growing thing, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. We've, we've got a few uh, women uh, contributing to the, to the website now. So Real Women Eat Plants is, is taking off. I do think that women are much more open to trying different diets and, and being open to that. So I don't think there's a strong, super strong movement there, but we do need the women to, to help shift and, and shape the stubborn men out there. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we've got a few other big plans in motion that will come to, to bear over the years to come here. But I'm just excited to help drive this movement forward as we see more and more plant-based products coming to market. And again, can't thank you enough for partnering with us to, to drive forward this podcast. I think that's going to really help shape um, a big future for real many plants. So yeah, thanks I again absolutely to you love and the it. crew. Thank you. And, and, and I tell you, you know, I absolutely love it. And you talk about women being more open. I don't think that they're hit with as much propaganda as men are and the actual social and peer pressure that men get to eat a steak and eat a burger, yeah. and eat a pork chop and eat bacon and eat cheese. I mean, men are, it's driven into our heads. And in fact, I think the whole thing, even behind Rip Esselstyn saying real men eat plants is that there used to be a commercial that said real men eat beef and you know real men yeah. eat meat yeah. um and so uh, i don't know if they were like swanson hungry men's or you know something like that whatever it is but i mean they were really pushing that this whole meat thing men get hit with a ton of propaganda with that stuff and i think you know it's really cool to have something like this uh to go on not only have the podcast about but the website the blogs everything that's along with it to say you know what you could be a real man you could do real menly things and um you could eat plants and you don't have Absolutely. to eat all that meat and so that's kale, that's how I feel. Kale is what we're king, doing. right? Yeah, eat, eat that <laughs> handful of kale every single day. Absolutely, kale I, should be the I, new meat. I think, right? So I, I throw it in smoothies. That's what I do. You know, so Absolutely. something sweet and some kale in there, well, and that's how I get my. Let's issue that challenge to you. You know, I think you know Rip. Rip has inspired both of us in so many ways. So let's let's call Rip out here and get him to show up on our podcast and tell us a little bit more about real men eating plants, huh? Absolutely. We are challenging Rip Esselstyn to come on the program, talk to us about Plant Strong and Engine Number Two and all of that good stuff. And it was his dad actually uh, that was a big driver behind Forks Over Knives as well. Absolutely. So so terrific stuff. So Brian, uh, thank you so much for coming on uh i love that we're issuing challenges that we're doing all of that and i think yeah. we're just just at the start of something really big and just scratching the surface on how far that we could actually take this thing and hopefully inspire a lot of people along the way like i said i got one i got one into the challenge right now um that i know of and and we're going to be following his progress all along but uh, i'm really excited about it and i thank you so much for coming on the podcast today yeah thanks again for having me I'd be glad to, to jump in anytime here in the future and keep this momentum going all right, time to tell you about Veg Reg. Yeah, VegReg.com helps you find plant-based restaurants and businesses in just one click. And if you are a vegan-friendly business, they can help you get found. If you're searching for healthy, cruelty-free meal options in your local area, Veg Reg is the perfect solution. Another great thing about Veg Reg, they have recipes. And when I say recipes, I mean real recipes. A bacon lover's BLT cookie dough protein bites, 
Penny Arrabbiata, now that's the entree and not the character from The Sopranos, and even a vanilla bean, that's vanilla bean, he said, cheesecake, and they are all plant-based. You can also find Spotlight Vegan Businesses and more when you click on over to vegreg.com. I would say tell them that Rich sent you, but you know, it's a website and no one would hear you. That's vegreg.com. Welcome to Shilor Select. The whole system will be ready in a few minutes. Take your seat and enjoy. Everyone has a story that's built on thousands of hows, whys, and whats. Join myself, Chris Sheeler, as I dive into how people live their lives, why they do what they do, and what goes through their mind while they do it. If you love learning and what makes people tick, my podcast, Sheeler Select, has you covered. New episodes every Monday. Find it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or just anywhere you get a podcast. She's a mom with vegetables. She's so delectable. The cows and pigs, she set them free. Can't you see? She's a hot chickpea. Veggie stew, just for you. Sit on down, there's these or two. It is indeed news time as we go ahead and finish strong on this very fine podcast with the talented and lovely Sarah Carlson, who's got all the news for us. Take it away, Sarah. Hello, everybody. Well, who knew IKEA is the place to be if you're vegan? Did you know this? I did. So here, hmm. here's what. Okay. He always knows things. Don't let me. Let me <laughs> Hold on. Story. <laughs> Rich. <laughs> I'm sorry. Before, I'm sorry. You, you shouldn't have asked me that. Uh, you know, I, this will be short though. I love. Yeah, you know. I, I love IKEA. So it's the big ass <laughs> blue building that you drive by that when you walk through has all of this like cool looking stuff. Which, by the way, isn't just. It's not as easy to put together as you might think it should be. Like you would think the Swedes would be a little bit better at fine tuning some <laughs> of this stuff to put together. Hey, but we have, have fun. Yeah, are you Swedish there, Sarah? Yes, I, I like the Swedes. I, I got like some Nordic in me and um, you okay. know, a little okay. bit of Viking. Uh, we did the whole like gene thing. What is that? That uh, Yeah, Ancestry DNA. Yeah. And so I uh, found mm-hmm. out about that. I never had known that. But Ikea, they're, they're building standout and they have food there. And the food is actually pretty damn good. Like who would okay, think so- that you're eating food at a furniture store, but you can eat at Ikea? Right. It, I guess, and I don't know this about Ikea, but it would be something like Costco where there's a food court area. Costco does it. Yeah, that's then, right. Yeah. Right. And then you can buy food. So the list of food is long. I swear to you, I started reading this article early this morning and I had to stop and snack. I'd already <laughs> breakfast, but it made me hungry. So before I list the food, because it's a, just a long, quick list here, apparently Ikea has also promised to reduce its impact on the environment by using only renewable and recycled materials by 2030. That's phenomenal. They're also dabbling in the secondhand furniture market, which I think would be 
awesome. Perhaps fewer parts to put together because yes, Rich, I've been there by myself trying to put an Ikea dresser together. My wife, by the way, does this secondhand furniture thing and has people that buy stuff from her. So what she'll do, she'll find pieces or reclaim wood and build pieces herself. Like she's built tables and uh, desks and she's built um, like, like, like little like nightstands and stuff like that. Or she'll find stuff at like a St. Vinny's or a Goodwill or a garage sale that's a good quality piece, and then she'll like reclamate it. Like she, she makes it look like kind of weathered and stuff like that, but it's it's really new. It looks awesome. I should probably supply some pictures, but she does a great what job. What doesn't she do? I'm impressed. And she cooks. <laughs> she oh, my God. Cook? She's like the most amazing cook ever, the greatest mom. She's got two master's degrees. She works full time. I mean, she is constantly on the go. She doesn't sit down, Sarah. That's what, what she does. She impresses I, me. Yeah, she she's an impressive me. lady. She really is. All right. I got well, you, I got the give, whole deal you with props her. props for giving her that. Yeah, I love that <laughs> Anyway, one. they also promised to half, make half of their food court, as I mentioned, vegan by 2025. But get this. The list of things that you can just buy at Ikea, as far as vegan goes, vegan hot dogs, which I think we spent about a half an hour talking about. <laughs> love them. Yeah, love them. They also have vegan minced meat. Meatless meatballs, vegetable balls, so that would be different, grain mixes, bread, potato chips, organic pasta, vegan cookies, candy, jams, and jellies. And then there's this one. I had to look up how to, well, I had to look up what it was and how to pronounce it. Muesli? Muesli. Oh, yeah. That's okay. big in Europe. Okay. They eat a lot what of muesli. What the hell is that? Well, there's, it's a berry-flavored muesli. It's like yeah. a cold oatmeal dish with berries, and apparently it's... The best on the Think list of it of as something you, you could eat as cereal or eat as granola. You could go like both ways okay. with this, but it's like got a lot of oats and they throw dried fruits in there and, and stuff like that. And they, they'll snack on it or they will actually put like milk or vegan milk on it. You can put almond milk and eat it as a cereal. Muesli's good. Oh, I haven't been to an Ikea in years. I've ordered from Ikea and then had... Because I'm in Wisconsin, had family uh, pick it up in the Chicagoland area and bring it. I haven't been into one in probably, gosh, 15 years or so. You know why? I ran in. I ran into a high school boyfriend with my then husband at an IKEA. Uh -oh. Do you realize the How odds? Did that of that? <laughs> How did that it go? How did that go? Fine. Really? It was fine. Yeah, it was hilarious because when you don't see someone for that long. And then, uh, again, what are the odds? It's like O'Hare <clears throat> Airport. It, it is the worst. Random. I've had it go for me that way, too, with, like, you know, ex-girlfriends and girlfriends. And what's the worst is then they'll talk about you. Like, they will literally compare <laughs> notes on you. and, and the, Women would do that. Yes, women <laughs> do that, dude. Do no, no, men don't do that. You know, men are just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, we're usually pretty uncomfortable because we, we don't want to think about what the other guy has done. <laughs> but women... Don't Level up, I mean, and then it's not a problem. I guess so. Women actually will just, they will share details. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Rich does this and Rich does that or Rich on a, you know. It depends. If it's, if it's someone from 15 or 20 years ago, sure. That's yeah. Because that's funny and you could get away with it and everybody was friendly and we moved on trying it's not to find funny. our way through the place. It, it's not but funny. Anyway, but hold on, hold on. You, you know why you haven't been to an Ikea in years, Sarah? Because why? shopping is a pain in the ass and ordering stuff online is super convenient. So if, if you go to 
true. Ikea, it's furniture. So now you're going to have to take that furniture, load it into your SUV or pickup or hatchback, which is really heavy and hard to do. And then you got to take it all the way home. And Ikea's, like for us, aren't near anything because there but isn't one you get one it like Madison. right now. You do get it right but now. But you know, or, my problem is yeah. I have to see something in person. That's why I like furniture stores because you can walk in, see it already put together. I, whether it's Ikea, Target, or something else. And then take out your phone thing. and order it online. Yeah, true. That's the way to okay. do it. <laughs> I, you know, I haven't had to order a lot of furniture in recent years, believe it or not. A lot of uh, hand-me-downs in my life. I'm very proud of. Yep, yep. I've had that too. All right. My other news story coming up here in... Baltimore, they've had this three-day-long soul fest for years and years, and it's had to be canceled for many years, two or three, I think now, because of COVID. So it's finally back. It's this upcoming weekend. They're celebrating vegan food, kind of calling it a vegan food fest at the same time. It's kind of cool. So they're partnering with the first annual We Give Black Fest to celebrate black businesses, changemakers, and vegan living, promoting promoting vegan living. Very cool. This is August 19th through the 21st and you're in that area, Baltimore. So they'll have vegan food, cooking demonstrations, showing people how to do it. And then what they're calling a wellness village. So brands there are Land of Kush, Everything Legendary. Hmm, I kind of like that business. On and on and on. It made me hungry again. Land of Kush is smoking, man. I love that one, too. That's, you know, it actually ties in nicely because then you, you know, support Land of Kush and then, you know, you eat the food. Yeah, exactly. There so, you, go. Um, you know, what, one of the things is, and I've actually talked to a lot of people about it, and I talked to Deja that we had on, uh, what was that, a little over a week ago as well, about the push in the black community for veganism. And in fact, I talked mm-hmm. to a group. They got a social media site called Vegan Black Men, and uh, they're they're really pushing it. And I was trying to figure out, you know, why? Because the the fastest growing group of vegans that is out there are African Americans, and one of the things that they've talked about is is that they view like meat and stuff like that as as being oppressive and so i I talked with sean thompson yesterday about it a little bit by the way he's taking the the 30-day challenge that is on realmeneatplants.com and so but he was talking about a little bit as well because the food that they push especially in a lot of underserved neighborhoods if you go into a lot of uh you know some african-american neighborhoods there's no grocery stores um there's only convenience stores and fast food and so they're they're viewing it more and more as oppressive food and so you're seeing a big growing segment of, of the black population that now is turning to being plant-based and being vegan and so it's kind of cool in fact if you're in the madison wisconsin area coming up this is in september mid-september at capital brewery uh, they are actually doing there's a a restaurant slash and they also got a food cart out in la and it's called like southern vegan something or, or whatever anyways mm. they go around the country and they put on like all of this stuff so it's like vegan fried chicken and um you know vegan grits and beans and like a lot of stuff like black eyed peas and stuff that you would consider maybe to be soul food. They bring it around in a vegan aspect. And I guess they did it last year as well at Capitol Brewery. The line was about two hours long. Um, to get cool. food. Ooh. So people are really oh. into it. I'm hoping to be at the front of that line uh, when they bring that around. But it's like mid-September. Uh, and check it out if you're in the Madison area. But they do this all over the country. I think they got Philadelphia coming up next. So pretty cool stuff. 
You're making me hungry. Yeah, I'm getting hungry too. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, we, we got to get Deja back on and have her cook oh, for yeah. us and have some of that, that stuff because she posts pictures all the time and it, it's fantastic. So really well, I'll have her here, you know, and then she can show me. And oh, there you me. go. Give you a cooking yeah, class. <laughs> well, we've got more <laughs> food idea. news here. Yeah. Uh, there's a former meat company. I love this one. Now making ribeye steak because it's more sustainable. I think it's pronounced Urbani Foods. I will guess. Okay. Um, it's launching this mistake. It's steak, but it's called a mistake. Okay. I kind of ah. like it. And if you look it up, you just just go ahead and Google it or search for it, so you can see the picture. It's a marbled vegan ribeye steak that re- replicates the conventional whole cut. Now, I don't like steak, so I don't know whether I would go for that. But I know a lot of people for health purposes want to get away from eating so much red meat, why not try this? The company based out of, guess what? Everybody ready? Yeah. Canada. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> you know, it was, it, it was going to either be Canada or California. Um, it will launch this mistake at specialty stores and high-end restaurants starting this fall. So I don't know whether we'll see it, but let's keep an eye out for it. It comes after two years. This company did two years of research and development into a whole muscle vegan meat that can really mimic the wow. marbling and texture of a premium butcher shop like steak. So I wish I could show you the photo. I'm you looking know, right at it right now. now. So I went ahead and Googled it while you were going through your story there. Mistake, M-I-S-T-E-A-K. And it is right. a marbled vegan ribeye and it looks like a steak. It looks right. like it's it marbled. It really didn't look like lots that of other things. You look at the inside. Nearly impossible. This, this, to get look that at, oh my God, right. they even have fillets there, Sarah. Oh, yeah. So it's made from a blend of soy, wheat proteins, and spices. Now, this is interesting. They had uh, oh, noble Jimmy jerky. Churi sauce on it. Look at that. Oh, yeah. they got some great pictures. And this company came out with a really successful jerky that was vegan, apparently. Yep. So they said the whole meat thing was a lot more difficult to produce because technically these whole muscle meats are harder to figure out because they opened up a whole new thing, right? Right. Easier to mimic something that's hidden perhaps, but when you're looking at a steak, you want it to be a steak. But my favorite part of the story, before 2018, Urbani made animal salami for 15 years. Wow. It sounds like a salami company. It was. Yeah. And they're turning a corner. Wow. They're calling themselves a former meat company. So I would guess that means no longer into salami and trying to make that happen. But jerky, steak, that sounds cool. They now hide well, the salami the- and beat the meat. That's how they do it. So <laughs> I uh, guess, terrific yeah. stuff there. So love Urbani right now. Yeah. Er- Eric, I did I step all over you? Uh, no, it's, it was fine. I just I was going to say, you know, it's like such a, like because veganism, especially in the United States, is a, is a small percentage. That means there's such a huge opportunity for growth, especially if you're going to catch up with the the same numbers that you're seeing overseas. So, yeah. I mean, it's no wonder that you're seeing so many companies go out and do something like this and and just offer something different and and get I ahead think of I, that. I name a new company every day. Yeah, <laughs> and and here's here's what I'm hoping. I mean, seriously. So for people that are real meat eaters, if you're a guy out there and you like grilling and, and there's no way I'm ever going to go plant based, I'm hoping that you just give some of this stuff 
a try because maybe if it's good and maybe if you like it or maybe if you feel better after eating it maybe you'll try something else and try something else and then eventually go down a path where you know you could do without meat altogether but every time you don't eat meat for a day for a meal or whatever you are helping yourself you are helping the environment so that's why i think these things are really cool and if they can help people transition even better so eric would you order it just Oh yeah. Take a shot. I, I, <laughs> this is thing is funny. Cause now I've like, you know, been known as the omnivore of the group here, but like, yeah. as if I wouldn't want to try something that tastes delicious and is an alternative. I mean, how much is it? I guess the only other question. Right. Yeah. And, gonna and be? The thing is, have you seen the prices of meat lately? And I think well, that that's, they're... that's a good point. That's yeah. Going up. It's, it's been going up. They're only going up, and so I know that's the real push in these plant-based, like you know, plant-based meats and cheeses and stuff like that, is to get the prices below what people are paying for actual meat and cheeses. And once they do that, is when they could really make a push to really be competitive, you know. Because right now, if you're looking at it, sometimes it is more expensive to go with the stuff that's not meat, and you wonder why you would buy it then. So unless you're really doing it for health reasons or for environmental reasons, you might as well stick to the real stuff, I think a lot of people feel. so. But I think you can help them transition. If it tastes good, and if it looks good, and if the price is on point, I think that it's something then that people will actually consider. Eric, I think you're a very open-minded fella. I really do. You're You're open to this kind of stuff. Well, you know, and I, I've tried new food things. What I did this week was I, I made some, um, it's like grilled barbecue tofu. And it's not, you know, it's not the same. Like you have to cook it a little bit more, which that means it's going to dry out a little bit. So getting the texture right is kind of tricky. But, you know, have that with some, uh, you know, roasted vegetables and stuff like that is, is darn good. So I don't, it's just, yep. you know, being exploring the new options. So the people who are not exploring, I feel bad for your sex life. Exactly. You guys, <laughs> you guys, you guys are all getting hungry though, aren't you right now? I, I, I know yes. I am that we're talking about all this food. So I'm going to go eat something. I do want to let you know to please go to our website, realmaneatplants.com slash podcast. When you go there, you can hit that support button. You support the podcast and also support Paul's party. Paul Palooza coming up in just a little bit. Great charity and a great way to help kids with disabilities, which uh, what's a better endeavor um, than that? I think that that is absolutely fantastic. So again, go to the website, find us on social media and click that subscribe button. The more subscribers also the better it is for our podcast, and you're really helping us out each and every time that you do that. Okay, time to go get something to eat, guys. Great job. We will see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.